This week on This Week in Learns Ball. We are back from vacation. Those replacement guys were awful. So what did we miss? Seems like the baseball season is over. It is? Well, what do we do now? Well, there's this dusty bracket. Indeed. Let's dust off this bracket. Who thought this was a good idea? We, we, you know, we need to call our agents again. This, this isn't going to work out. Welcome to this weekend, Warren's Ball. The turkey's a little dry. <gasps> the turkey's a little dry. <laughs> I thought we were done with Treehouse of Horrors. We're never done with Treehouse of Horrors. This is because, again, when a monkey paw situation presents itself, you must engage with it. Also, we should probably say what we're talking about. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this weekend, Warren's Ball. I'm your co host, Ben Bloom. With me, as always, is co-host, executive producer, and World Series recapper extraordinaire, Jacob Morris. That's right. It's the World Series Recap Show brought to you by Slurm. Slurm, it's highly addictive. I'm just so tired of partying. So tired. Ah, Slurm's Mackenzie. Truly the greatest hero who ever was. Yes. So, the Atlanta Braves, World Series champions. After they lost Ronald Acuna Jr. Yep, they lost their best player. Arguably the, the best, best player players in sport. Space. Yeah. And just cobbled together. Again, they still had good guys behind Acuna. Like Ozzy Albies, very good at baseball. Um, Dansby Swanson, literally two last names for a full name. You're going to be good at sports. Travis Max Starnow. Reed, yeah. Travis Darno. Again, they have a who, good who missed like two and a half months with a broken hand. And came back and used that hand to punch baseballs into the stratosphere. Oh, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman gets his ring. Freddie Freeman gets his ring. And now he's headed to free agency. And he'll be joining the Boston Red Sox. And we all know where his heart is. Yeah. Oh, it's shit. Not. He's going to be a Blue Jay? Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. So I represent the estate of Dragnet. You cannot use that theme song without the legal rights. Damn it. Lousy blue-haired lawyer. But yeah, I mean. So, good news. Houston lost. Yes. Bad news. Atlanta won. Yeah, remember when they moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta for very obvious good reasons? Oh, yeah! I remember that! Yeah, and remember how they still do the effing chop? 
Yeah. I also remember that. So, uh, who who really wins here? Besides Carlos Correa, who's going to get like a buttload of money to go to New York. Alex Anthopoulos. Oh, shit. That's right. How you feeling, buddy? I'm still confident in the future of the Blue Jays, and I'm yeah. happy for him. You were telling me something about Anthopolis. I mean, again, this guy, like, goes all in on the Blue Jays. They make the playoffs, but they don't advance to the series. Some things happen. He's in Atlanta. They, like, assemble. Cool a- win and win yeah. the World Series. And the dude got monkey pot. He was so, for a World Series win, but he could not be there to celebrate because he got COVID. Which sucks, which is really unfortunate. And again, we're not going to, you know, like sleuth into his vaccination status. You know, like it, getting sick is getting sick. But man, that's a real monkey paw situation. Real monkey paw situation. The turkey also, was a little dry. <laughs> turkey was a little dry. Also, I'm pretty sure in Texas, like, they wouldn't have cared. Yeah. But he seems like the kind of nice, caring individual who would have cared anyways. Yeah, but I'm certain they brought some uh, some champagne to uh, to his isolation. Casa de Anthopolis? <laughs> Casa Anthopolis, yes. <laughs> Just mixing every language there. <laughs> he speaks so many languages. English, French, Greek. I mean, speaking Greek alone is like speaking three languages. <laughs> oh, so many upside down letters. Hey, they invented alphabet. So, you know, we should be listening to them. Didn't, didn't they? I thought Sanskrit was the first alphabet. Okay. You try writing Sanskrit right about now. I, I actually can't. once. I can't I, write Greek either. I once bluffed an English teacher in high school who in front of the class is like, you children, you wouldn't know this if it was written in Sanskrit. And I raised my hand. Um, actually, I, uh, I, I, I can read conversational Sanskrit. It was all just just dead, dead silent. Just like, no, no, you can't. I'm like, of course no, I can't. Can. Of course no, I can. can. Yeah. I can I, tell the difference between butter and I can't believe it's not butter. No, you can't, Mr. Simpson. No one can. <laughs> Well, I was the one who got Paul McCartney out of wings. You idiot! Who's the best part of that band? And also, congratulations to the most Jewish team to win a World Series in recent memory. Max Fried, Jock Peterson. I'm pretty sure Atlanta's mascot is at least Habsies. Yeah. Was his name Blooper? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, we- it was short. It was shortened from Bloopenfeld. And Jock. And Jock got Jocktoberfest. Jocktoberfest! Yeah. So it's going to be a thing now, just pearl necklaces. Pearl necklaces. It's a thing. Lisa Simpson started it. She she did. Or did technically Marge start it? Because she does wear pearls, but they're a rare shade of coral orange. Very rare. Very expensive. Very expensive. (laughs) But yeah, so... That's that's it for baseball. And now we begin the off season. What are you doing? Get to the union negotiations now. 
So some insiders cough. I forget who it was. Uh, Jeff Passan. Yeah, Jeff Passan believed that the negotiations will be done by December. Really? Yes. But that would imply logic and sound reasoning on the parts of people like Robert Manfred. Well, there's a lot of money at stake and nobody wants to lose a lot of money. Except for Rob Manfred. I feel like he doesn't like baseball. He doesn't like money. He doesn't like apple pie and he doesn't like kittens. He doesn't like America. He does not like America. Send him back to Canada. Blame Canada. (laughs) Everything's gone wrong since Canada came along. They're not even a real country anyway. Look, all I'm saying, number of nuclear wars before Canada was a country, zero. Number of nuclear wars after Canada was a country, one. Okay, it was one weekend in August. Which, again, is enough. (laughs) It's frankly too much. Thank you, Andy. That's right, Andy. Nuclear war is bad. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) So that's good that we could potentially have all this baseball union Meshigos result. That's right, Andy. Meshigos is not a good thing. But we also saw what is quite possibly the last ever game in which pitchers hit, aside from every game which Shohei plays. I'm okay with that. If, yeah. We saw if, Zach Granke pinch hit for the pitcher and get a hit. Yeah, because he's Zach Granke. No one knows what he's going to do. Not even Zach Granke. That's what makes him so amazing. Isn't he like 47? I have no idea, but yes, he's old and he throws Ephus pitches. No, I'm pretty sure that's his fastball now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. He's like the modern day Jamie Moyer. Yes, except, you know, better skin regiment. Oh, yes. I mean, Jamie Moyer looked like he played in the 70s, which again, that's how humans are supposed to age. Granky just clearly discovered some magical fountain or elixir. Remember when Frankie was a fireballer? I do remember that. And he could hit home runs. So he might hold the title of the last ever pitcher to get a hit, other than Shohei. Yeah, again, other than Shohei. And if the end result of this is more Shohei type, you know, athletes coming up, again, there's not going to be another Shohei Shohei. Again, hey, he's become, never he's become an adjective. Yeah. He's also an adverb. It was rather Shohei of them. It was quite, I did this quite Shohei. Isn't there a Schoolhouse Rock song about adverbs? Um, yeah. Um, it, it's how a bill becomes a law. Right. Three, that's a magic number. Oh, man. Love that stuff. It taught you by singing at you. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And, sir, I represent the estate of Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, God, lousy lawyers, man, ruining everything. But, yeah, now we get into the wild, crazy speculation of who's going where. I think the Blue Jays sign everyone. I think the Blue Jays sign no one. And there is your informed, insightful discussion into the baseball offseason. Brought to you by Glagnar's Human Rides. They're a bunch of, bunch of crunch of humans. Yes. Oh, man. So what are we going to do until, what, February? February? 
pitchers and catchers. Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah, what the heck are we going to do until then? (laughs) Seems like it's time for the greatest fictional athlete bracket, 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 bracket. It's bracket time? It's bracket time. What did we do last offseason? I think we just did a whole bunch of milkshakes. Did, did we just get censored? No, I'm saying we did a whole bunch of frosty chocolate milkshakes. Who keeps censoring me? Oh. Weird. President Clinton and his wife, Hillary. Oh, man. I mean, tough break for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> man, we were doing visual jokes there. It, hey, it worked. I mean, who doesn't like the Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> oh, man, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> uh, March, you just don't understand football. So apparently Jeff Bezos wants to buy the Denver Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos. I hope he gets them to the most incompetent man in his organization. That would be Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, oh yeah, how do you feel about billionaires going into outside space? I mean, it is entertaining that they're in rockets that look like penises. Well, I mean, exactly, Andy. Show me a rocket that doesn't look like genitals. Yes, but those ones specifically. Well, you know, it happens. (laughs) I cannot seem to find our bracket. To the interwebs, webs, 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 webs. I've found previous brackets of ours. Also, for those of you who are relatively new to the podcast, remember the year where the world stopped being the world and baseball didn't start until August and it was kind of a weird year? It was a weird year. (laughs) We filled that time with some of the best podcasting we've done in the history of this show by going through the greatest baseball movies of all time, plus two wild cards. Uh-huh. So I found the greatest baseball movies of all time bracket. So have I. I mean, like, again, it's it's a pretty, pretty good bracket. I mean, 61 like going on like a Cinderella run was pretty awesome. Although, again... The bracket was heavily biased because we both loved the movie 61 and we wanted to see if we could get a Kevin Costner v. Kevin Costner final, which did not happen. Surprisingly, did not happen. Again, a league of their own. It, our eventual winner, like, coming at, out of, like, the mid-major conference. I know. One shining moment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at. Oh wait, we can't say that. That's got that's got copyright on it. Oh, a hundred percent. That's got copyright. So, I mean, Bad News Bears took out a couple of heavy hitters, like Bang the Drum Slowly, um, Major League. Both lost to Bad News Bears. So did Bull Durham. Bull Durham lost to Bad News Bears, and it's the same movie. I mean, yes, yes, it is. Uh, let's see. Oh, um. Also, oh, I, found ulti- it. I found it. I found it. Oh, nice. Open. <laughs> did, did it open? It's opening. <laughs> so, 
Yes. Let's, let's look at it. In the first round, we've got Willie Hayes Hayes from Major League against Daniel LaRusso from the Karate Kid. We've got the Ooh. longest yard play-in, Reynolds versus Sandler. The winner goes on to face Johnny Utah from Point Break. We've got Bodie from Point Break against Airbud. Benny the Jet Rodriguez from the Sandlot against Bill Elliott from North Dallas 40. We've got Mock Moxon from Varsity Blues against Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn. We've got White Goodman from Dodgeball against Devin Wade from Madden Longshot. Apollo Creed of Rocky fame against Little Mac of Punch It. Rocky Balboa of Rocky against Jess Corbarma of Bend It Like Beckham. Bastard oh, nice. Nelson from The Hustler and The Color of Money against Judah Ben-Hur of Ben-Hur. Oh, right. We did that. Hey, hey can you send this to me? What? Can you send this to me? This I, I want to look at this. This is fucking cool. I am sending this to you now. Holy shit, man. Uh, I don't I don't know like how many sugar cereals we had that morning, but this looks like a great fucking bracket. This is a great bracket. Um how can I I don't think I can share this with you because you because you own the document. Um well, of course you can. Just oh, it's a Google Doc. It's a Google Doc. Oh shit. I, I was looking on my terrestrial computer like a sucker. I will get this. Billy Chappell from For the Love of the Game against Homer Simpson uh, from Homer at the Bat and his other... Oh, man, we have to consider all of Homer Simpson's athletic accomplishments. Wow, that could be an episode unto itself. Is it a dock or a sheet? It's a sheet. Okay. All right, we're narrowing it down. We're, we're, we're getting, getting somewhere. We've got Alex Hunter from FIFA The Journey against Cole Trickle of Days of Thunder. Jesus Shuttleworth if he got game against Roy Hobbs of The Natural. Jimmy Chitwood of Hoosiers against Patches O'Houlihan of Dodgeball fame. Pedro Serrano of the Ma of Major League versus Shane Falco of The Replacements. I see you found the documents. I can see you're in it. Yes. Also, Vince two Reset, My front runner against Drago of Rocky Four. Vince Howard of Friday Night Lights against Taranga Lila from Futurama. Again, we have to consider her multiple sports. That is true, but also we have to consider the fact that it is Michael B. Jordan who also later becomes Adonis Creed. Oh, we do. We don't have Adonis Creed in here. Well, that's because we included Vince Howard. Mm, that's fair. So that was the left side of the bracket. Would you like to read the right side of the bracket? Yes, yes, I would. Okay, so starting off the right side of the bracket we have lola bunny from space jam taking on clubber lang from rocky three mr t yeah that's right we have uh we have kate from dodgeball um uh, that's christine taylor's character going up against brendan conlin from warrior that's tom hardy's character not joel edgerton's character right yes that is tom hardy okay so again we may have to consider some venom <laughs> in there and also every single movie that christine taylor has done we have spartacus from spartacus Gladiator. i'm spartacus i'm spartacus going up against rod tidwell from jerry Maguire. say it i don't I, I gotta hear you say it show me the money show me the money of course then we have coop and reamer from basketball so just insert your best south park voice here going up against Amanda Wurlitzer, Oscar winner Amanda Wurlitzer from Bad News Bears. Then we have, I think, probably our first Jewish entry on the list, Doug the Thug Glatt from Goon. 
going up against Steve Nebraska from The Scout. We've had some very divisive opinions about the movie The Scout. I mean, The Scout is not a good movie, but Steve Nebraska is a great athlete. He throws five miles an hour and only hits home runs. Again, it's a pretty good resume. He threw I'll a perfect be- game. He threw an immaculate game in the World Series. That is true, and it's all because of Albert Brooks. We then have Bill Murray from Space Jam, Bill Murray playing himself as a last-minute illegal substitution, going up against Ginny Baker from Pitch, canceled far too soon. Come on, Fox, bring it back. So there's a streaming home for it. Absolutely. Then we have Riley and Jonesy from Letterkenny going up against their putative father, Reggie Dunlop from Slapshot. We have Charlie Conway from The Mighty Ducks going up against Nuke Lelouch from Bull Durham. Also, a Tim Robbins, Joshua Jackson movie would be super thought-provoking and environmentally conscious. Yes, it would. Also, we have to consider Charlie Conway, now that he's old and showed up in the new Mighty Ducks TV series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, he does? He does. Oh, shit. What is Goldberg? Oh, shit. That's awesome. Uh, no, we're going to stick with him in his uh, prime Just nine-year-old. Just D3. Yes. Um, then we have Uncle Drew from Uncle Drew versus Happy Gilmore from Happy Gilmore. Again, the, the, the mononym division. <laughs> we then have a sentimental favorite, Calvin Cambridge from Like Mike going up against Dredrick Tatum from The Simpsons. <laughs> going to make orphans of its children. <laughs> oh, Dredd. Then we have Billy Hoyle from White Men Can't Jump going up against Tommy Reardon from Warrior. I feel like that is Tom Hardy's character. I feel like Brendan was Joel Edgerton's character. Maybe. I'd have to look that up. We'll have to double check. Then we have all caps Pablo Sanchez from Backyard Baseball, possibly the greatest video game athlete in existence. Quite going possibly. Up against, going up against the Hanson brothers from Slapshot. I don't want to see any funny business. I'm listening to the fucking song while the anthem's playing. Of course, we then have the true father of Tommy John's surgery, Henry Rowan Gartner from Rookie of the Year, going up against the late great Captain Lance Murdoch. He's okay, folks. <laughs> we then have Junior Battle from Coach Carter going up against Steeman Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday. Bonus points for him actually fighting LL Cool J because that movie was insane. Yes, it was. We then have the ultimate everyman matchup. Crash Davis from Bull Durham versus Pete LaFleur from Dodgeball. Again, I'm pretty sure it's just the same guy. Yeah. Wait, how did we not include Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball? Well, I feel like we did one representative of Globo Jim and one representative of Average Joe's, except for Christine Taylor's character, because, like, wicked underhand Dodgeball uh, talks. And then, of course, closing out the bracket after a lot of talking, Tim Riggins of Friday Night Lights versus Alex Keaton from Teen Wolf. Wait, what? Scott Howard. From, from from Family Ties. Yes. Marty McFly. It, it's Marty, Marty McFly. McFly. Marty McFly versus Tim Riggins. You can't have a werewolf play basketball. Hey, if we get a, a Teen Wolf versus Airbud matchup at some point, the rules are out the, uh, out the window. Can we get a Teen Wolf versus Airbud? The only way we can get a Teen Wolf versus Airbud matchup is in the finals. 
<laughs> okay, I think we're gonna have to really like convolute this to get that final. Yes, we are. Oh, Andy is on Team Airbud. I, I feel like I feel like that's just that that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Now we okay. consider all of Airbud sports. We do, but do we consider all of the Airbud puppies because they go to space? No, those are Air Buddies. We're just talking about Air Bud, the original dog. But they're puppies. They are puppies, and they, and they go to space. They also talk, which is why. Yeah, no, Air Bud doesn't talk. He can do like. He can sports. Yeah, he can sports. He cannot talk. Then it would be a different movie. A much scarier movie. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like we got to knock out, like, at least a couple, like, like, on this episode. So this episode, Return of the Bracket. Yes. There we go. Now, now we got an episode title. Okay. Do we do the play-in games? Let's do what the play-in do? games. Okay. So I think we only have one play-in, which is Burt Reynolds versus Adam Sandler. Well, I mean, Burt Reynolds is Burt Reynolds. But Adam Sandler is Adam Sandler. And, and we, yeah, so we're, we're going to have to take a deep dive into this because, I mean, you got Smokey and the Bandit, you got White Lightning, you have Gator, um, you, have, you have Falcon. I mean... Remember, the, we're trying to judge them as the athlete that they are not the actor playing them or the movie that they were in. So again, it's Paul Crew versus Paul Crew. Yes. So which one was the better Paul Crew? Which Paul Crew was the more accomplished Paul Crew? Which Paul Crew was the better athlete? All right, we're gonna have to pull up some statistics here because I'm pretty sure they both went to Florida State just because Burt Reynolds. Yes. Uh now Having seen both movies, but not for a long time, I believe Burt Reynolds was the more convincing athlete. I don't know. Adam Sandler, he also had the ability to, you know, like, like get morale going. He, he played basketball at one point, too. He was an unconventional quarterback. I mean, he embraced schoolyard bullshit. Like, I feel like, you know, for someone playing in, like, the Fran Tarkenton era, Burt Reynolds, Paul Crew, was revolutionary. I'm pretty sure Adam Sandler, Paul Crew, was like the precursor to the modern mobile quarterback. Like you saw him scramble. Uh, he scrambled. He ran. He fought. He did fight, but he also learned to love. Who are we gonna crush? The guards. Who are we gonna <laughs> kill? The guards. Who are we gonna kiss? The I gotcha. I gotcha. I mean, again, you're asking us to choose between Burt Reynolds and Adam Sandler. But keep in mind that Burt Reynolds appears in the in the in the remake. Yes, he does. But he's essentially just playing Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I feel like if we don't choose Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds will hunt us down. He will, but if we don't choose Adam Sandler, he won't let us in one of his movies. That's fair. I mean, if we buddy up to Adam Sandler enough, we just eventually become part of the Adam Sandler circle and then join Adam Sandler movies. We're just as funny as Kevin Nealon. I'm just saying, like Kevin Nealon's great, but I think we can we we can give him a run. Like Kevin, take a few weekends off. We got you. At this point we could replace Shaq. Shaq's in all those movies. He's not an actor. Okay, like if you get on my shoulders, we can replace Shaq. I meant metaphorically, not literally. No, no, no. I, I mean literally like 
Like I'll, I'll wear size 25 shoes. You stand on my shoulders and we're good. Oh man. So, all right, let's, let, let's go. We got to go to the results. Does Burt Reynolds win in the original? No. Because in the 70s, you know, movies were depressing as shit. And in the early 2000s, everything had a happy ending. Yes. Let's find out. Also, uh, I think James Cromwell as the warden, like, no, he, crew won. 36 to 35. Wait, was that Burt Reynolds or Adam Sandler? Burt Reynolds won. 36 to 35. And I'm pretty sure the scoreline was similar in the Adam Sandler movie. Let's find you, out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the same. Okay, so again, they are the same person. <laughs> All right, we need we need to go to the intangibles, like checklist style. Yes, we do. Uh, pause. And we're back. This unauthorized time script brought to you by Lightspeed Briefs. Lightspeed Briefs for the discriminating crotch. It's the, it's the only underwear you see in your dreams. <laughs> uh, so the way the way I read the two different Paul Crews is that each of them was a disgraced version of the premier quarterbacks of the respective movies eras. So the Burt Reynolds, Paul crew was clearly Terry Bradshaw. Ah, <laughs> oh, Terry Bradshaw. And the Adam Sandler, Paul crew was a Peyton Manning, uh, hybrid with a little bit of Michael Vick. Sounds about right. But I think the ultimate delineating factor which actor was the better athlete? I feel like that's what we got to go on because, again, their movie catalogs are both awesome in their own respects. They play essentially the same character with adjusted for time and inflation. Burt Reynolds actually played college football, but Adam Sandler is the most underrated actor point guard I have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, so I am inclined to go with Reynolds because he's the more convincing football player. And I'm inclined to go with Sandler because I feel like that movie had a lot more pathos than we were expecting it to. Yes, it definitely did. We all kind of thought it was going to be stupid. It was not stupid. That's no, the thing. I mean, it had Terry Crews. Yeah. It had Terry Crews. It had Chris Rock. It, it, had, a, it had a killer cat. Michael Irvin? Nelly? I mean, it was like the 2000s movie ever. It was. And, and yet it was good. Tracy Jordan was in it. Um, Rob Schneider shows up because he's Rob well, Schneider. Rob Schneider showed up in every Adam Sandler movie back then. Yeah, well, he still does. He's Rob Schneider. <laughs> also, how did Adam Sandler make two football movies? That That's some high quality eight to o. <laughs> also, how did we not include that one? Because I feel like this is the Adam Sandler entry. I mean... Keanu Reeves, I feel like, is the only one who gets multiple, other than, you know, uh, Kevin Costner. Yes. 
It's rarefied air to be considered for multiple entrants. And I'm pretty sure we may have a Shane Falco, Johnny Utah matchup at some point. Oh, we will. <laughs> Via con Dios, Patrick Swayze. Actual line from the movie. Well, I mean, he didn't say Patrick Swayze, but... But you know he did. Whoa. I know. All right, so before more strange things get a foot at this circle, K, we got to make a decision. Reynolds, Sandler. All right, on the count of three, we both say our pick at the same time, and whoever finishes the word first wins. One, two, three. Sandler. Sandler. Oh, we both said Sandler. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, I am putting it in the bracket. It is, a, or, or you can put it in the bracket because it's a Google Doc where we're, we're just going to mess everything up if we try typing at the same time. So we didn't actually have a spot for that one. So I'm just going to erase Reynolds. Sounds good. And it will be Sandler from The Longest Yard versus Johnny Utah from Point Break. Hey, there's our Keanu matchup. Keanu. Also, how much there a trailer for Matrix 4 and we didn't talk about it? Holy shit, there's going to be a Matrix 4. Yes. And they're just going to ignore matrices two and three. Are they? Because Morpheus, not everyone believes what you believe. There's old man Neo, but young man Morpheus. A.K.A. Manta, A.K.A. Dr. Manhattan, A.K.A. Morpheus. Oh, man, he looks just like young Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, go back and watch Apocalypse Now. Like when he was still credited as Larry Fishburne, and look at Yahya Abdul Mateen, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Also, Carrie Ann Moss is in it, and she looks the same. Yeah, because she's in the Matrix. But what are you not getting about this concept? So, why did Neo get old? Because they messed with his puppy, damn it. Ah, so it's Matrix 2. This time it's personal. Yeah, it's Matrix 2. John Wick's in the house. Whoa. Whoa. I feel like, you know how uh, Nick Cage is coming out with that, you know, unbearable likeness of uncompromising brilliance movie? Yes. We need a Keanu version of that. I want to see the the goalie from uh, Youngblood, which, again, I don't care that that movie had Keanu Reeves and Kurt Russell. That movie was a Keanu movie. It absolutely was. Um, So we need... uh, Goalie from Youngblood, Ted Theodore Logan, um, I guess Jonathan Harker from Dracula. Sure. Um, Shane Falco, uh, Johnny Utah, The Matrix, um, himself in Always Be My Maybe, because we need more Jimmy Woo in our lives. We do need more Jimmy Woo. And of course, you know, John Wicks. Hell, even John Constantine. (laughs) Hey, he was a decent John Constantine. Yeah, just Matt Ryan is the superior Constantine. That's not our fault. That's because Matt Ryan was genetically grown in a lab to play Constantine. A Welsh lab. <laughs> a Welsh lab. <laughs> Welsh lab. That's, that's one of those words like, like uh, purple burglar in Scottish. You can't say like there's like it's like it's a combination of too many like back to back L's and R's that like yeah. the Scottish accent is. The internet's a wonderful thing. You can find all the shit online. 
But yeah, we have our work cut out for us because this looks like more like a like a like a T four tax return than it does a bracket. Shall we start at the top left and work our way down? I, I feel like we have to. Willie Mays Hayes, who quite clearly set the record for most stolen bases in a season. Let's all be honest here. Uh, against Daniel Larusso, who had a high kick where you were not allowed to have a high kick. Hey. Again, when you go against bullies, sometimes you got to bend the rules. And also, that's an that's an expert level maneuver, the crane kick. Like, that's not stuff you'll get in your, you know, uh, strip mall karate classes. That's the kind of stuff you need to go onto a beach, onto a piece of driftwood to learn for yourself. Yes, but he still cheated, which they address in Cobra Kai. They do address it in Cobra Kai, but they never go back and change the result. His title still stands. And I'm pretty sure Cleveland hasn't won a World Series yet. They won a World Series in the movies. No, they only make it to the World Series. They never uh, say yes, that's World right. They never actually tell us. But Willie Mays Hayes, terrific individual athlete. Oh, yeah. Again. So much he, speed. He outran the guys running the 40 when he ran in from his car. Yeah, because he's Willie Mays Hayes. And again, young Wesley Snipes, awesome at acting. <laughs> Before his tax problems. Hey, speaking of tax problems, but again, when he learned how to bunt, when uh, when Tom Berenger taught him how to bunt, game changer. You know how few people can bunt in Major League Baseball oh, these it's days? incredibly difficult to bunt. Yeah, so you got to factor that in. Could you imagine Willie Mays Hayes in the movie Moneyball? Oh, Billy, Billy Bean would be all over that. And this guy can't hit. No, no, no. I'm telling you. He doesn't need to hit. You get him on base, he runs. That's my Jonah Hill. Yeah. Also, they could have just had him do a really crunched up stance and walk all the time. Oh, the Jose Altuve. The Jose Altuve. (laughs) Can't pitch short. Oh, man. But again, you know, high school karate championship that turns into a centuries-old blood feud? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, what is it about the San Fernando Valley that only two things come out of there? Karate championships and adult entertainment. It's a strange place, Ben. It's a strange place. You take the I-5 to, to the 405, and then you get off at Mulholland. Stuart, what are you doing here? What am I doing? What are you doing here? Uh, doing a bad SNL sketch called the Californians. <laughs> Okay, I think I think we do have a decision here in our first upset of the bracket because we will get hate mail about this. Are we are we really doing this? I feel like we have to do this because also, as Neil Patrick Harris points out, the true karate kid was William Zapka, aka Johnny Lawrence. Yes, the true karate kid was Billy Zapka. Yeah, he was the kid who did karate. And again, if we want to have at some point a like a redemption round, we will have Billy Zapka in a redemption round matchup. A repishage round, if you will. Oh, yes. We, we're going to repishage this bracket. There's a long time until baseball starts again. Willie Mays Hayes it is. Our, our sincerest thanks to uh, Daniel LaRusso for participating, but go back to being a teenager in the 80s where nothing can possibly hurt you. Yes. Okay, 
So do we keep, do we, I say we, we take out each of the corners today and then we, we wrap. Okay. Down to the bottom left. Vince Howard against Taranga Leela. Oh, I mean, as much as we love Leela. Oh, but here's the question. Leela, the Blurns ball player or Leela, the karate fighter. Oh, right. Because she also, she goes into ultimate robot punch kick fighting. Yes. And also she just beats people up. She does tend to beat people up. And, oh, right, it was Fry versus Zoidberg and Why Must I Be a Crustacean in Love. But then again, she did, you know, defeat Hank Aaron the 64th as being the worst Blurns ball player ever. Well, at least you're still the worst football player ever. Yeah. Yeah. And again, another side benefit of Atlanta winning the World Series They did it in their Hank Aaron tribute year, which is nice for sentimental reasons and things. But at the same time, Vince Howard took East Dillon farther than they could have possibly imagined. Again. Plus he's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, this is Michael B. Jordan. And again, this is Michael B. Jordan, not as Adonis Creed. We may get into that later if we have an upset in in the bracket match above it. Or we could have a Vince versus Vince matchup in the in the second round. We could. So again, high school football success versus colossal failure at professional Blurns ball. Who is the better athlete? Well, I mean, Leela did make it to the pros. She also was in that moon fighting thing with the way oh, yeah uh, but the butterfly fighting on the moon yeah she was good at that yeah but she was juicing little nectaring yeah oh that's right yeah i feel like we've had our first uh, doping scandal of the fictional athlete bracket we have and i believe that disqualifies leela i believe so so vince howard a worthy winner in his own right gets through and also a winner by default. The two sweetest words in the English language. Default. 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 So we're going to fl- swing over to the bottom right. Tim Riggins against Scott Howard. That's right. We were just talking about this at length about how Alex P. Keaton plays sports in a movie, which in the 80s would have been a weird thing to see. Yes, but he was a werewolf and that made him good at basketball. Yeah, but I feel like Again, at the end of the movie, when he loses his werewolfiness, which I'm saying this as I pull on my beard, I feel like, you know, Michael J. Fox, the, the human, is still good at basketball. And again, that's the metaphor. Just be yourself, even if yourself is a werewolf. Yes. Uh, and he wins. And, and then they still win when he's a human. Yes. Again. So it doesn't matter what species you are, which, again, I'm pretty sure is a Star Trek episode. You, you might still be a Lupine American. But he's still a person. Exactly. Going also, up against Tim. There's totally a scene where a guy in the background has his dick out in that movie. What? There's a scene <laughs> where an extra in the background has his dick out. I don't know how to respond to that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Team Wolf cut strangely. Yeah, that's that is bizarre. But then we have Tim Riggins who everyone loves, even though he just can't get out of his own way. Plus, his damn brother just keep getting in trouble. Man, I love me some Tim Riggins. Uh, Texas forever. <laughs> was he as good of an athlete as a werewolf? 
Well, here's the thing. He always had excellent quarterbacking. He was an excellent quarterback. Well, no, they had Jason Street, and then they had Matt Saracen, who, again, for their unconventionality, made Tim Riggins look good. Yes. He, he had excellent support. He was an excellent athlete. He had his struggles off the field. Which, again, I'm pretty sure when you wake up in the morning and you have a full beard, that counts as an off-field struggle, too. Yes. Although I feel like if you're a werewolf, that's cheating. I, I, you know, that's the thing. I disagree. I don't think we should discriminate based on mystical powers. <laughs> but oh, if Tim... Oh. But think about this. I'm drawing a blank on the actor's name who plays Tim Riggins. Huh. Oh, what the hell is his name? Because he's Canadian, too. Um, Taylor Kitsch. I feel like Taylor Kitsch would make a convincing werewolf in a werewolf movie. He absolutely would. How did I forget his name? I just, I, we just call him Tim Riggins. Again, that's got to mean something where we don't call Michael J. Fox Scott Howard. We call him Marty McFly. Yeah. We call Tim Riggins Tim Riggins. We don't even mention Taylor Kitsch because his name is Tim Riggins. He is just Tim Riggins. So do we go cultural phenomenon beyond athletic talent or in addition to athletic talent? It's a hard one. That is a hard one. Oh, and Adam Sandler does have two entrants. He's in as Happy Gilmore. Oh, boy. He could have had three. He could have had three. But we're getting off topic here. Again, two high school athletes, both of them presumably doing other things other than going pro after their careers because werewolfism and Texas. Man, I'd have drafted a werewolf. I'd have drafted a Tim Riggins. But he had so much other things going on. There was so many, so many character issues. So many subplots, too. So again, he could dunk at 15. He could dunk at 15. He could, you know, like, but the thing is, if you had a cloudy night, you're just getting Alex Keaton. Mm, That's fair. But if it wasn't a cloudy night, he could also devour his enemies on the court. Which, again, as a college football, as a college basketball coach, that's what you want to see in your recruits. This was also the era where you could just go pro straight out of high school. I thought, oh, yeah. He could have lebron He could have lebron He could have kobe He could have T-Mac. He could have Kevin Garnett-ed. And then there's all the other guys who weren't as successful, like Michael Scott. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have gone straight to the NBA and Wolf-dominated. Man, yeah. I bet you the Minnesota Timberwolves would have killed for, uh, for him. Oh, for sure. Could you imagine the last dance with a werewolf? Whoa. Yeah. And I took that personally. So Michael Jordan, Michael J. Jordan, goes out and gets like the Morbius vaccine and becomes a vampire. Yes. Because that's how Michael Jordan would have responded to a werewolf by becoming a vampire. Mm. I know, right? Uh huh. I, I feel like we've, we have our decision. It is Alex Keaton. 
Alex Keaton, who hopped in a DeLorean and emerged a werewolf into the next except, round. Except it's actually Scott Howard. No, we're, we'll put Alex Keaton in there just to mess with people. <laughs> but yeah, and again, we'd like to give our sincere thanks to Taylor Kitsch and Tim Riggins. Takes us forever. And up to the top right, Lola Bunny against Clubber Lang. You see, this one is also very difficult because Lola Bunny uh, was the Scotty Pippen of the Toon Squad. Absolutely. It was her and Michael Jordan. Everyone else, they were a bunch of cartoon characters. Hey, Bill Murray. I stand by my comments. Newman. And Newman was a cartoon character. Yeah, I mean, also, Billy West voicing the Looney Tunes in that movie was awesome. <laughs> but And then on the other side, we've got Clubber Lang. Literally, Mr. T. Yeah, literally, Mr. T. Again, that movie was the was the genesis of I don't hate the man, I pity the fool. He says the thing. It's he the says man. the thing. Again, we got to look at Clubber Lang's record, though. He only held the heavyweight belt for one bout. He did, and then descended into obscurity. Yeah. Again, Why wouldn't Clubber Lang have fought Ivan Drago? Because, again, he wasn't the heavyweight champ anymore. Yeah, but neither was Apollo Creed. But Apollo Creed had a longer reign with the Apollo belt. Creed had one of the longest reigns. That's true. Yeah, so really, Apollo Creed... Apollo Creed's in this bracket somewhere, right? Apollo Creed is in this bracket, yes. Okay, excellent. Because, again, Clubber Lang, for as iconic a movie villain as there ever was or will be, if you're looking at the brass tacks, he beat up Rocky Balboa, which, again... To that point, Mickey, Burgess Meredith, was giving Rocky easy fights because he was worried about him. Yeah. Is this whole bracket going to just be us delegitimizing the fact that there's a Rocky statue in real life in Philadelphia? Yes. So according to his in-universe bio, he is 28 and 1. With the one loss coming against Rocky when when he has, when he, well, no, the switch was Rocky 2 when he goes back to being lefty. Yes. Rocky 3. It was when he learns how to fight like Apollo and they run on the beach and they hug and it's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, that movie perfected montages. Oh, man. But the, I'm going to go rewatch all the Rocky movies right now because, holy shit, those were those great movies. But again, they were fictional. So he, was, he was introduced as being 27-0 and 0 when he fought Rocky. Then he defeated then, Rocky in the first... In, in laying Balboa one, making him 28 now. Then he was 28 and one, having lost to Rocky. So, again, a it's a pretty, again, in boxing, a very good heavyweight fighter, a very good heavyweight fighter. Plus, he looks like B.A. Baracus for some reason. Remember me, fool? I was B.A. Baracus. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old Branson. But again, Lola Bunny, also, he. They go to Branson more than once. Sorry, Pally, this is Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> they also go to Branson during Bart on the Road. Oh, that's right. Andy Williams. <laughs> but again, Lola... <laughs> this unauthorized Moon River break is brought to you by Whalers on the Moon. They carry a harpoon, but there ain't no whales, so we tell tall tales and sing a whaling tune. <laughs> Again, Lola Bunny keeps them alive against the Monstars when everyone other they, they play the Jordan rules against Michael Jordan in 
in Space Jam, and Lola Bunny keeps them alive. But again, one, you know, extra dimensional, extraterrestrial, like basketball win versus a 27 and 0 run in the 70s when boxing meant something. Yeah. Oh my God, this is difficult. It's Clubber Lang. It's Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang, again. I mean, Clubber Lang, who then got rope doped. Oh my God, he got totally rope doped because, again, Apollo got into Rocky's corner. Duke got into Rocky's corner. Like, Rocky became a different fighter. Well, Rocky became a different fighter every movie. That's why he was such a good fighter. That's the thing. Incredible versatility. So you can sort of see why they built a statue of him in real life. Because really, he was the best of every boxer of every era. In Rocky V, a terrible movie, he went full Tyson on Tommy Gunn. He did. And then in Rocky VI, he was like 60 years old. And he still beat an actual, honest-to-goodness boxer acting in Antonio Tarver. Yeah, I mean, he lost in Rocky VI, but... Look, he, he didn't lose. He's alive at the end of a boxing match against an actual boxer. Yeah, That's a win. That's a and win. Then he, and then that movie becomes the origin story of This Is Us. Yeah. Milo Ventimiglia playing Rocky Jr. then goes on to be Randall and Green Arrow's father. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so we got to give it to Cleverline, right? I we got to give it to Cleverline. Our sincerest thanks to Lola Bunny and also, you know, did you see the Space Jam sequel? Yeah, it was okay. Again, Zendaya is awesome as Lola Bunny. But again, Clubber Lang is Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang is Clubber Lang. Plus, so, we could have... <laughs> yes. That brings us to our Simpsorama episode of the week. I feel like I have to go with the Homer They Fall. Oh, good choice. Because all this talk about boxing and the fact that Homer has this like extra eighth of an inch of protection around his head. Why, I could smack you with the surgical two-by-four, nothing would happen. But I have other appointments. <laughs> it's like you're back wearing a helmet inside your head. Back then I was known as Kid Gorgeous, then Kid Presentable, then Kid Gruesome, then Kid Mo. And of course, Lucius Sweet, the boxing promoter who looks, looks and acts just like Don King? Oh, man. And of course, that the man, man. That talking blue cactus is right. I have to fight back. <laughs> oh, the bout to knock the other guy out. <laughs> or is that a different t- Tatum match? Uh, I believe that's another Tatum match. Are you an angel? Yeah, sure, Homer. All us angels wear Ferris slacks. <laughs> Uh, Watson Tatum 2 is the bout to knock the other guy out. This time yes. it's for money. <laughs> I, I, I like Homer Simpson. I was pregnant as a fighter, but I'm going to make orphans out of its children. Uh, don't they also have a mother? I would assume she would die of grief. <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like doing a Daffy Duck voice, but in Mike Tyson's Mike Tyson. body. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's I'm going with the Homer They Fall to get us out of spooky season and into, you know, what do you call this one? Oh, this one's the Stinger. They uh they don't let you use that anymore. 
I am gone with the classic Mother Simpson, Glenn Close's first appearance as Mona Simpson. That's right. It's Glenn Close as Homer's mother. <laughs> Look at him with that hair. He looks like a girl. Now, Johnny Unitas. Now, there's a haircut you can set your watch to. Damn it. Walt freaking Whitman. <laughs> I hate. I'll show you a road less traveled. Oh, wait. Maybe that other grave is my mom's. The one that says Simpson on it. Homer Simpson. <laughs> Why do I keep foreseeing my own death? <laughs> oh, man. How many roads must a man walk down before you may call him a man? Seven. It's a rhetorical question. Do you know what, even know what rhetorical means? Do I know what rhetorical means? <laughs> And we learn, and we learn and start to feel for Homer because y'all making me start crying right now. That's a genuinely sad, like, story arc of his. It is. Let's just say this anonymous tipster rose up through the ranks of the police academy to become Chief Clancy. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> God, God, is it? No one asked for your life story. <laughs> Uh, oh, the germ warfare lab. My germs never had a chance to hurt anyone. My germs never hurt anyone. They never had the chance to. <laughs> oh, I can breathe through my nose. Sinus is clearing. <laughs> Bronchial tubes. Feeling acne. Acne still there. Acne still there. I can listen to me breathe. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted someone to pick that up so, so I could do the breathing and now I feel like I've backed up my sinuses. And that brings us to the end of another fantabulous episode of This Week in Learns Ball. I mean, we had some laughs, we learned some things, we marginally talked about baseball, but really it's the return of the brack. Watch my flow. Return of the brack. <laughs> We're happy to be back in bracket season. Again, a fun way to wrap up the 2021 Major League Baseball campaign. Let's keep our fingers crossed that there is one next year. And should there be more baseball next year? And even if there isn't, be sure to listen to us on the podcatcher of your choice. Take them away, boys. So we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Overcast, anywhere that you get podcasts stuck in your ears. Ooh, intriguing. And if you enjoyed listening to us on the podcast, be sure to give us a five-star review, a, a five-star rating, and write a nice, kind review with nice words so we can read it and make us feel good about ourselves, because we need it. If you leave us a review, we'll even read it on the podcast. We won't use a silly voice for you. Live and live and But yes... And if you enjoy listening to the podcast and you've left a review, be sure to give us a follow on the social medias of your choice. We are now at TWI Blurnsball across the platforms. This is Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but really mostly Twitter because we're afraid of the other two. Ooh, scary meta. Yes. It's a metaphor. <laughs> uh, yes. You can also follow Ben and I personally. If you really like the podcast, Ben is at Benjamin K. Bloom on Twitter and Instagram. I am JMS Morris on Twitter and Instagram. And if you liked our barking friend, Ampersand the Puppy, the, uh, the podcast mascot, 
You can follow him. He's ampersand the puppy on Instagram because they don't let dogs on Twitter. For now. <laughs> I need blood. I mean, what what would dogs tweet about? Uh, presumably um, squirrels, the strange sensation of existential crises, and of course, conspiracy theories about the Federal Reserve. Ah, of course. So just like what we would all tweet about. <laughs> Sounds like Twitter. <laughs> and with that eventual banning from Twitter for all of the slander, that's it for us this week. Be back next week for more bracketology. It's going to get weird. It's going to get real weird. Believe it, folks. Yep. You heard that dog sneeze. That means it's going to get weird. So for all of us here at This Week in Blurnsball, I'm Ampersand the Puppy. I'm Jacob Morris. And Ben Bloom is somewhere. Farewell from the world of tomorrow. Coming up next week on This Week in Blurred's Ball. And now, a special message from Ampersand the Puppy. Come on, hear the squeaky toy. Come on, you can do it. Jump on the microphone. Faster, kill, kill.